So, you know, talking about business statistics, and sometimes you can't just always come back to your statistics and you can go out there and create your own, but over 75% of new businesses fill in the first five years due to the lack of cash flow and or the lack of customers, which one is basically the other. Over 55% of businesses find monthly errors in billing, which can cripple them. So it's critically important that you know what's going in and what's coming out. And that doesn't mean just hiring an, uh, you know, an accountant and then letting them do all your work. You need to know your numbers. Welcome everyone to The Ultimate Shift. Join Ephraim Glick and leading figures in business and entertainment as they share their stories of regular people overcoming tremendous obstacles only to achieve happiness, success, and fulfillment. Are you ready to make the ultimate shift in your life? Welcome back to the ultimate shift. So today, I'm going to do something a little different. Since it's the end of the year, I want to touch on a little something I get asked about a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And so... Today, I'm going to talk about how I grew my business, started my companies, just a few fundamental beliefs that I had over the years in my head. And even though sometimes I've faced losses and failures, those key fundamental beliefs kept me from giving up and always helped me to start something else. So today is also the last episode of this year. I'm going to take a week or two off. Over Christmas, New Year, spend time with family, friends, do some traveling, and then we'll come back strong first of the year again. So, yeah, again, today I'm I'm going to just uh, give you a little bit of my story, my experience with business more so than my personal relationships, which I know I have uh, discussed prior, but today it's going to be a little bit more on the business side. And there's seven core principle beliefs that I stuck to. So I'm going to go through them and I'll try to break them down and not let this go too long. One of my favorite, favorite all-time quotes is, today I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. And that one, uh, and I forget who wrote it, but anyway, it's something that I think about a lot as far as how people perceive us in this world of social media and what success is ultimately. Because I can tell you there's people that not probably, I know there are uh, from different conversations I've had that put me on a pedestal in business, which I don't feel like I deserve to be there just because I've had my share of failures as well. And it's not like I'm some perfect business guru or even a guru of any sort. I'm just out here trying to figure it out right beside you. And, you know, hopefully we can figure this thing called life out together and go from there. So I'm going to start with, with number one is what I call release to rise. And what that means is basically releasing everything you were ever taught. And sometimes uh, you can apply that in personal life. Sometimes it's just business. Sometimes it's a little bit of both. For me, it was a little bit of both. It was uh, my dad taught me a lot about business. He was a, and my grandfather. I probably learned the most about business. He was a, a serial entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur. And he used to tell me, 
I asked him one time, I think it was back in 2008 during the housing crash. I asked him, I said, uh, Grandpa, you know, how do I, I had a different company back then uh, that I've sold since, but I said, how do I go into this year? When, you know, knowing what decisions to make when everything seems to be, you know, the economy seems to be crumbling right around me and everything. And he said, and I'll never forget, he said, the number one thing an entrepreneur has to do, uh, one past getting past his emotions, but is you have to live every day as if it's your last. Meaning you live in a way that you can be proud of and that people that you can be that you're okay with how you're remembered by. Uh, and that doesn't just mean maybe working in that day. It means doing whatever you would do if it was your last day. And then he said something else that's, that's always stuck with me. He said, plan, however, he said, live every day as if it's your last, but plan every day as if you're going to live forever. And that means planning your business in a way that, that you think it's going to be there forever, regardless of what the circumstances are around it. So that was something that really stuck with me. But anyway, back to the release to rise, that's just part of it is, is I've had to figure out who am I in business and what, you know, what do I want to achieve in business and what does business mean to me? What does success ultimately mean to me and what would I do with the success? So the release to rise is a little bit of figuring out how to find your calm space. And this isn't a safe space, as you hear thrown around in, in today's world, but it's figuring out how to bring your emotion back to a calm state. Let's say you're in business, something's gone bad that day. One of your employees did something that's now having a ripple effect back to you and, and you want to lose your, you know what, but instead you figure out how to get back to your calm state to make a rational decision. So that for me was through music, through I use different music that I would play until in my head, I guess it, it just brought peace and stability. And so I, I would play a song over and over and over and over. And I did this one time for eight hours straight on a flight. And then that song brought my emotions down to peace and quiet and calm. And so now anytime that I, you know, want to lose my shit, basically, I listen to that song and it brings me back to that calm state. So that's part of the releasing, releasing to rise higher than where you are, right? The other one is affirmations. I used a lot of affirmations. I've wrote affirmations in my journal every single day for years. Uh, and part of this is, I guess I could say, you know, part of this podcast may be, how do you build a multi-million dollar company with 150 bucks? Because that's how I started. Because I went through selling a company through a major loss uh, by doing a partnership deal to where I had 150 bucks to my name to start another company to where we are today. And so affirmations came in very strong there. I had to write things that weren't yet in place, but I wrote them every day until at least my subconscious thought they were true. And once you can get your subconscious to believe something, well, then the rest of your body and your mind will just follow. So affirmations is a big part of releasing to rise to the next level. Forgiveness, that's another one. Forgiveness is something I had to do. I had to do a lot of forgiveness in business from this partnership deal. I had to forgive people in my personal life before I could ever rise. So what does forgiveness look like to you? Who do you have to forgive in order to rise to the next level and deal with it? And forgiveness, by the way, doesn't mean 
that you forgive someone and it just, just goes away. It's not going to go away. You ha- I had to constantly forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive. And to this day, I still find myself maybe forgiving certain people or s- situations uh, to in order to let it go, to release it. The other thing I did was I turned off social media for months at a time or maybe it was a month or whatever, you know, at a time just to get clarity so that uh, I don't. And news is another part of that. I don't ever watch the news. I don't know what's going on around the world. Don't care. It's none of my business, really. It's just a drama part of life that I don't need in my life. And it doesn't help me grow or do business or any one of a million other things. So news and social and all that, sometimes it's so important to turn that off to be able to hear yourself think, to be able to Hear your gut tell you what to do because your gut rarely lies to you. Your heart will lie to you. Your gut usually won't. Walk, moving, just, you know, just get outside and go for a walk, go for a run. There's anything to get your body moving to release the the different energies that you face when you're dealing with emotional or forgiveness or uh, trying to get to the next level. And then the last thing is trust. You have to trust. So it doesn't matter if your last business partner, you know, screwed you. You're going to have to trust that next partnership. Well, you know, maybe it's not a maybe you're not doing a partnership, but you're going to have to trust someone in order to get to the next level as well. So that's something to definitely think about there or to be able to work through to just learn to trust, even though you you know may have been burned at some other time. So that is the release to rise way that I kind of grew everything or or did everything to change my life as a start. It's just a a starting point of something that you can do to release to rise or just a few steps. So, you know, talking about business statistics and sometimes you can't just always come back to statistics and you can go out there and create your own. But. Over 75% of new businesses fail in the first five years due to the lack of cash flow and or the lack of customers, which one is basically the other. Over 55% of businesses find monthly errors in billing, which can cripple them. So it's critically important that you know what's going in and what's coming out. And that doesn't mean just hiring an, you know, an accountant and then letting them do all your work. You need to know your numbers. Over 60% of businesses struggle with their customer service, not meeting service level agreements. This is the huge thing. So I'm in the commercial contracting industry and I hear this, I would say on 80% of the jobs we do, the reason we get the job is because the company prior to us didn't uphold their promises. So if, if you wanna grow a company, stand by your word regardless of what it means. If it means you got to get out of the house on a Sunday morning, which I have done and go do a service call, then you do it. And you know, it's just, it's something I don't understand. I have a hard time wrapping my head around that, how you don't take, you know, how it's something that simple a business would lack in taking care of, which also gets into the next one. Over 50% of businesses also cannot get a customer complaint resolved with one phone call. So if you went to Target online or some, let's just use Target as an example, and you purchased something 
online that they said was one thing. You get it and it's another thing. The last thing you want to do is have to argue or talk to multiple people and explain to them why you are not happy with what you got. Let's say they're not wanting to give you the money back or something. It's critically important as a business owner or whoever you have in your operations to be able to resolve a phone call with one phone call or resolve a complaint with one phone call. And the the most times something like this comes into play is when it's a big company and now you have levels of basically people stacked and one person can only go so far and then they have to go so far and then so far and then so far and, and, and you have to go through multiple people to get an answer, which is absolutely ridiculous um, because usually big companies didn't grow to become big by using those strategies. So I tend to think, I always tell my clients, um, my project manager is an extension of me. Whatever he says goes. Whatever he says, I will honor. That way, if if he's taking that phone call, he doesn't have to come to me for an approval because we our motto is if it's a question of taking care of the customer or not, we take care of the customer no matter the expense. So, again, it's taking care of your customers. And the other thing, uh, the one more statistic on that, over 40% of business owners find they don't get timely info on monthly spending till it's too late. Again, that's staying top of your on top of your numbers. If you own a company, it's up to you to stay on top of your numbers. Don't just depend on someone else to come in and take care of that for you. So, so there's that. And then let's talk about growing your business amongst competitors. So many business owners I've spoken to dwell on the thought of competition and also what the general public might see on their review pages and, and rightfully so, honestly. Um, so your competition, you should be happy to have competition. If you are scared of your competition, you're really insecure about your product, service, or whatever it is you're selling. If you know in your heart that you are the best thing that they could ever find in this realm, then you're not going to be scared of competition because you know that you're going to be better than the competition. And the way I always look at this is sometimes, um, you know, I'll get one of my crew or someone, I'll be telling them about a job that we did and they'll be like, you know, how did, and I'll be like, yeah, we'll get it in the next month. Well, how do you know you're going to get it? You know, there's other guys that have bids out there too. Yes. However, I know in my heart that no one competitor that I have cares more about that client than I do. And I truly, truly believe that with everything in me. And that's what helps me in sales a lot. And I get a lot of sales because of that belief because it comes out when I talk to them. I'm not there to try to sell them something. I'm there to hear them out. What is it that you're needing? How can I help you resolve your problem? And I'll give them a couple steps and, and help them kind of figure out what's best for them. It's not ever about me and what system I want to propose or what service I want to propose. It's about the client. It's, I'm not that selfish that I think that I know everything and what's best for everything is, is this one thing that I try to use for everyone. It, this isn't a shoe one size fits all in business and it never is. So the other thing that I touched on there was review pages and reviews as we know today, in today's world can make or break a business. Well, just do the right thing. Do the right thing. It's that simple. We have a five-star in my company. We have a five-star rating across the board on every platform that's out there. 
on every platform that we have, you know, our company listed on, whether it's Better Business Bureau, Facebook, uh, Google, you know, website, whatever. And that's because we do the right thing. We take care of people. And, you know, as an example, there's a, a particular job I didn't want to take as an elderly couple that begged me to take this job, to do this job. And I said, look, what, what the only thing I know to do here, I'm not sure that it's going to take care of your situation because, first off, they weren't in the commercial realm, and it was something we would normally – we wouldn't do. But they begged me, and I felt bad for them, and I said, okay, I will do this job. And their next concern was, well, you know, we've been taken for a ride by a lot of contractors already. Like they'll show up, they'll take our money, and then they don't come back or something like that. And I said, look, if this doesn't work, I'll give you every bit of your money back. So it ended up costing me um, about $6,000 in materials, something like that. Well, it turns out a year later, this product, it didn't work. It didn't work because of all the reasons that I was afraid of in the first part that it wouldn't work. I gave them every single dollar back that they – so it ended up costing me $16,000 to do this job um, because they had paid me about ten. It cost me about six in materials uh, plus my labor. So – it was a it was a big loss for me. However, it was doing the right thing. I told them I would do the right thing, and I did. And and that's it's literally that simple to keep your reviews right. So those are just a few tips. And okay, back to the steps. The other the step two is reflect to recognize. So in order to recognize you rising to the next level, to recognize the transition, the change. You have to sometimes stop and reflect, and that comes back to trust, comes back to belief. It comes back to your goals, like what are your goals? Do you write them out? Are they written out? How happy are you? What's your mindset like? That reflection stage of growing your business or your personal life in this case is everything because if you don't stop and think, like what do I really want? Where am I really going? What does success really mean to me? Does it mean a nice car, a big house, or does it just mean – I just want to be happy and live financially free. And there's no wrong answer to that. So it's, you know, for me, it was meditation. It was trusting people, just going for the trust, just trusting them until they give me a reason not to trust them. Uh, it was through fitness. It was through challenging. I challenged a lot of my business mental health by fitness mental health. Um, so if I'm trying to overcome something in business, I will go and overcome my mental game by running further than I may have ever ran before because I found that if I can break my mental state my mental barriers and through fitness it's a lot easier to break them in business and maybe other aspects of life um, I'm very clear about my goals about where I would so you know this year we I set a goal for the company we hit that goal in about uh, October I set another one instead of just saying oh cool we hit our goal and then we'll just float through the rest of the year no, we hit the goal in October. I set another one We hit uh, for higher. We hit that goal uh, actually last week. And now I set another one for the end of the year, even though we only have a week or so left. But it's, it's important to always know what are you working for? Why are you getting up in the morning? What is your driver? Why are you doing this? If you had all the money in the world, if money was no issue, what would you do with your life? What does your ideal life look like? And that, and that can come back to your goals is, is figure out what your ideal life, like where would you wake up? Who's around you? What would you do that day with your time? Who would you spend it with? What would you do with the money that you make? 
It's, you know, figure out what does your ideal life look like and then put it in your goals and then work towards that. And you don't have to, by the way, you don't have to always know how you're going to get there. It's just, you just start. Like Nike says, just do it. Third is visualize your hero. So who is your hero? And, and Matthew McConaughey said this the best. And in one of his speeches to the University of Austin, I believe it was, if you want to Google it on YouTube, it's so powerful. And he said he's constantly working towards being his own hero. His hero is him 10, 15 years ahead. Who is he in 10 years from now? Who's around him or whatever? And what type of man is he? What type of woman are you? What type of man are you? And then you work towards that. You try to become that person. And it involves mindset. It, it involves a shift of your dreams, maybe. It involves influence. It involves who you look up to. What do you go to for relief? What does relief mean to you? So for me, I do kind of the same thing as Matthew McConaughey talks about. I think about who do I want to be? And by the way, I go another step further and I write a journal. I write a future journal out every day on this. And by that future journal, I may put in, you know, the date, like let's say 1220 or 1221, but I don't put the year on because I don't know what year that I'm going to make that. But if I put a year on there, so let's say I do 1220, 2030, whatever that give you know, that would be in 2020 this year, that'd be 10 years. That puts a lot of pressure on. Now, all of a sudden, if things aren't going according to how I think they should, then it becomes pressure and stress. And that's the last thing we need in order to basically rise up in to the next level. So for me, I write out a journal, a future journal of what my life looks like. What am I doing? What, what are my investments? What are my investments netting me down to that detail of, you know, what does my life look like every day? Where am I traveling? Things like that. Who's around me? So that's how I visualize my hero. And then as you write that every day, you're, again, your subconscious starts grasping that and it just starts believing that. And then things just start happening. You don't know how it's going to happen. You just have to start coming up with a plan and start working the plan. And another example of this I can give you is when I first started this company I have, there was a, I got a call for this big project that I was not qualified for by any stretch of the imagination. But I had written in my future journal about doing deals like this so many times. So I went and met with the COO and the CEO of this big company. And we talked about the project. I walked away from that meeting. Within an hour after leaving that meeting, they called me and they were like, okay, we're good to go. And I was like, I remember just being shocked. I was like, how did I get this job? It's way over my head. I don't know what I'm doing. But, I, you know, I, I knew I could figure it out, and I knew people who could help me with it and things like that. So, But what it came down to was I had written about this job, a job similar to that, so many times that when I went to the initial meeting, it was as if I had already sold the job. It was as if I had already sold tons of jobs like that. So the confidence that my subconscious basically took over, and I was, I was calm, cool, collected, and confident in my ability to take care of their issue and therefore we got the job. So visualizing your hero is a big step in 
building your business or building your personal network, building your personal growth. Number four, belief to conviction. So this one, again, everything, pretty much all these steps can come down to simply journaling and, you know, aspirations, if you will, affirmations, aspirations, and then just doing it. Belief to conviction consists of a couple of different things. Trust in yourself. You have to believe that you have everything it takes to achieve what it is you want to achieve and that no one and no one person or no one corporation can take that from you. And then you act upon that. You work that belief. You have to push your limits. If you think that you can't do something, you do it anyway and you figure it out along the way. You don't you know, you don't just sit back and, and struggle with this idea that you can't do it or you procrastinate, you know, things like that. You just you push your limits. You just go for it. One thing that really helped me, which I get a lot of shit from from a lot of people. I've been called a lot of things from crazy to you're a psychopath to whatever is cold water plunges. I'm a huge believer in cold water plunges. Is it fun? Absolutely not. Actually, it is for me now, but. In the summertime, it's hard to find water cold enough. In the wintertime, it's super easy. I just jump in a pool. Uh, if I'm traveling, I jump in a hotel pool. If it says closed, whoop did it do You just jump in it anyway. You push, the, push your boundaries. Push your beliefs. Push your limits. Again, at home, I just jump in our pool. I live in an apartment complex. We have a pool. It's open all year. doesn't mean the water's warm. The water, it's, it is not a heated pool. But if you can overcome that daily... Your mind's going to say, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And if you just plunge in that cold water and do it anyway, you're telling your mind you're not in control. I am in control. I make my decisions and you have to deal with the consequences. So what happens when you jump into cold water like that, all, everything your body tries to say, get out, get out. But if you just, what I do is I jump in, I, call, I stay in until my breath is calm and then as long as I can until uh, my toes start tingling or something and I realize that my body's is numb. So, but, and again, if, if you're, if you have health issues, your immune system isn't the greatest, there's, there's do research on this before you just do it. Don't just jump into cold water because I say it works for me, but it helped me overcome a lot of things. It helped me push my limits. It helped me to when, if I jumped in that cold water that morning and I didn't want to, then when you get out, you feel like unstoppable because you just did something that you didn't want to do. So, that really helped me with business. It really helped me to where during the day then, if I was at work and I didn't want to do something, I just did it anyway without hardly thinking because I had already programmed my mind. Well, my mind says, well, I don't want to do that. Well, okay, well, I've already done it because I've already jumped in that cold water so many times, things like that. Override your brain. You, you have to override your brain trying to protect you. You know, your brain tells you all the time, well, just be comfortable. Just be, you want to be safe. You want to be everything but taking a risk, whether it's financial, whether it's personal, whatever. But that's not how we as humans were designed to live. We were, we weren't just designed to survive. We were designed to thrive, to build something bigger than ourselves, to become something more than how we came into this world. And that belief to conviction is part of that. It's just believing in yourself, doing whatever it takes to build that belief, to feel unstoppable, um, to, to become and to stay successful. You, you've got to de develop 
productive habits that lead to results. You know, the, the one thing I always tell people, you don't get paid for being a nice guy or girl. You get paid for results and by learning how to create value, service, and closing sales or closing deals, whatever it is you do. If you cannot close the deal, the sale, now's the time to learn. You, you, can't, you have to let go of the anxiety about the outcome and learn to ask questions that qualify the buyer for your time, products, and or services. So, you know, doing business and doing sales is, is more than just a developed skill. It's an attitude. It's an attitude of can do, I can. I can accomplish anything I want to do. And overriding your brain and, you know, doing things like pushing your limits, using cold water if that works for you, things like that. Those things all help me to develop that attitude of can do, of learning how to be bigger, building value, and then creating that attitude of just, I can do this, and I'm the best guy for you. So number five is act to conquer. Do, do, do. Change your lens. Give it a shift. Take an emotion out of it. You know, take a challenge. By the way, most people in business that never get started get stuck on number five. Act to conquer. In order to conquer, you have to act. In order to conquer in business, you have to act. In order to conquer your competitor, you have to act. So it's, it's really that simple. There, that's all that I really should have to say on this subject. But people get started on this lens of I got to do this first and I got to do this first and I got to do this first. And well, I've got this, but I don't have that. And procrastination. Procrastination, constipation. Seriously, that's the thing. If you procrastinate so much, you never get ahead. You got to change that lens of how you see things. Of what does it take to make this happen? Instead of procrastinating about it, you go for it. Well, what can I do today? Let's say, okay, in the commercial world, you have you, you know you're required to have certain licenses and certificates of whatever to do a job of this. Well, but on lower jobs, sometimes you can start off, you don't need that license. We'll start there. Go for that. Don't just wait until you get that license to do everything. Start where you can and just go for it. Just do something. So there's really not a lot to be said to that. I mean, for me, it's simple. Most, most guys never get started because they simply don't do. They get caught on the sidelines. Somebody tells them they can't do it, so they believe them. They're Wife, girlfriend says they can't do it, so they stop. They give up. They would rather lay on the couch and go to the gym or rather lay on the couch and jump that, jump in that cold water or take that run. Just go. Take that one step and then take another step. And if you end up one step back, take another two steps forward. And it's a gradual process. It's, it doesn't happen on one day. It's a gradual process. So, yeah, that's pretty much as simple as that. There's one thing I want to say to that is this thing that, that I thought a lot about, opportunity. When someone gives you an opportunity to, whether it's better your life or build a business or something, and you don't act on that opportunity. So opportunity equals more money. More money equals freedom. More freedom equals happiness. It's not always success. It's the fact that you can do with your life what you want to. You can go travel. You can get what you want. You can buy that car if that's what you want. You can give money to your parents. You can pay off your grandparents' house. That's freedom. 
More freedom equals happiness. More happiness equals fulfillment. More fulfillment equals peace. At the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed, is that not what we're all striving to have? Just peace. Peace about your life, about how you lived your life. Opportunity equals more money. More money equals freedom. More freedom equals happiness. More happiness equals fulfillment. More fulfillment equals peace. Opportunity doesn't always come in a shiny package. It doesn't always come in that box that you have built for yourself and you think, well, if it doesn't fit in here, it's not going to be for me. Never underestimate opportunity. The industry that I'm in now, I never thought in a million years I'd be in. But when I was left with 150 bucks and I was given an opportunity to start in this industry, I, well, I can't lie to you guys, I was a little reluctant. But I did it because it was an opportunity. And I saw the opportunity that could potentially lead me to do other things. And now two years later, I live a dream life. I live my life in a way that I, that I am so happy every day. So the opportunity ended up giving me more freedom, happiness, fulfillment, and peace. And I'll tell you what, it was worth it. I guess what I'm trying to say is that the opportunity didn't come in a shiny, cool package of what I thought my life should look like. It came in the construction industry, becoming a commercial contractor. That didn't look cool to me at the time. Now I think it's the best thing ever. Number six, adapt without attachment. You have to change your surroundings. Make the move. Do whatever it is to make the change. And adapting to now your life of conquering and conviction and becoming your own hero and recognizing how to rise means more times than not you have to leave people behind you have to change your inner circle you have to let go of that best friend that's holding you back you have to let go of that girlfriend that boyfriend sometimes sometimes honest to god i hate to say this sometimes it's a spouse but People will hold you back. No, for whatever reason, so many people tend to want to keep you in their circle. And as soon as you step outside of it, they'll do anything they can to bring you back in it. That's why people talk shit about other people. That's why there's so much drama in the world. I have a hard time understanding why you can't just be happy for someone else's success. But I've also had plenty of failures. And I've learned things along the way that I guess now I'm just happy if someone succeeds because I know the journey that it takes to to get there. So, yeah, don't be afraid to let go of the attachments. Figure out whatever it is you have to figure out. You know, is it is this person good for me? What are their intentions for me? What kind of ex expectations do they have for me? And then the same way with, your attachments may be the form of materialistic things. Sometimes in order to grow your business or grow personally, you have to let go of that car that's holding you back because of ego. You have to let go of that thing that you really love, whatever it is. Maybe it's a house. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's a toy. Maybe it's, maybe it's a person. You have to be willing to do whatever it takes to let go of the things that are holding you back. If you're you know, if your uh, your habit is, and there's obviously people who make a living off of gamers, so I'm not talking to you like that, but like if, if your habit is playing video games, but you really want to grow a business and the video game isn't helping you grow the business, that's an attachment. If if you want to grow a business that takes $10,000 more and you have to sell your dream car 
that you own free and clear and have the title in hand for in order to grow that business, that's an, that car is an attachment. I've had to do that. I saved my whole young adult life to buy this car only to have it for a year and have to sell it because I wanted to invest that money in my business. I realized that the car has no value to me sitting in my garage. I just need to sell it, put that money in my business. So that's what I did. Number seven, repeat to evolve. And that's basically just repeating everything of one through six because when you find yourself at number six and now you have bettered your business, your life, whatever it is, but you want to keep growing, you have to literally start all over. Just repeat and keep growing, keep growing. Start something new. You know, what else could you do with your time? Maybe it's starting another business. Maybe it's adding a business. Uh, maybe it is, um, you know, starting your, your passion kind of like a side passion, which is what I do with this podcast. I, I love the, this podcast it makes me no money. Um, it's not, I didn't start it to make money. I started it because I wanted to, it was just something I've always wanted to do. So I did that. So those, those are seven steps that I learned to basically use as stepping stones for my life in order to go from $150 to now owning a company, 100% of it, by the way, worth millions. And it's just one, release to rise, two, reflect to recognize, three, visualize your hero, four, belief to conviction, five, act to conquer, six, adapt without attachment, seven, repeat to evolve. So it's, it's really that simple. Look, guys, it's, you know, business is business. There's a lot of competition out there, but you can find a way to stand out and the easiest way to stand out in today's world, I can tell you, is by doing the right thing. It's, it's taking that extra step to take care of that customer, to build your business. And I can touch on a few other things. I'm going to run out of time here. There's a, there's a lot that could be said about business in 2020 with things happening around that you can't control. So we doubled my company this year in 2020 despite COVID, a lot of that I give credit to. I don't watch the news. I don't get caught up in the fear mongling. Obviously, COVID is a real thing. It affects everyone differently. But for me, I can't live my life based off of someone else's rational or irrational fear. Because at the end of the day, you know, I can be respectful of people around and I can kind of follow the protocols the best I can. But at the end of the day, it's up to me to make to pay my bills. You cannot depend on the government to come save you because they never will. The government is never going to bail you out unless you're maybe a huge Fortune 500 company or something. The government isn't going to care about my little business that I have. They're not going to care about your little restaurant. They're not going to care about anything like that. You have to do whatever it takes to protect your own. You have to take care of you and your family. And that's how come we doubled this year. I didn't buy into the fear. A lot of other companies I saw pulling back on their marketing. You know, I doubled down on the marketing. We spend another time more than double the marketing this year than last year. But we ultimately ended up building the company. It just took more out of my profits. That's okay. We still kept everyone working. So you and you alone are responsible for your success. If you think that someone's going to come and save the day for you or that one person is going to make or break your business, 
I'm sorry. You're you're in for a, a big disappointment. Everything that you want, you have the ability to get to make happen. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It doesn't matter what your race is. It doesn't matter what situation you came from. I left home with the clothes on my back. If I can create the life by design like I have, then so can you. Nothing was ever given to me. I didn't have any kind of uh, extra incentives, if you will. I just went out there, worked my butt off, and made the life happen that I wanted. And if you think anything outside of that, that it's just different because I'm special or this and that, then that's an excuse that you're using that's never going to help you propel to the next level. The other thing I tell myself all the time is the reason that I have what I have and the life I have is because I work harder than any one of my competitors. Instead of being out every other night of the week or even on a weekend, I'm usually working. I work more than pretty much everyone I know. There's one person I think outworks me, and I've had him on this show, so you can listen to him, Ferris Martin. So you can listen to his story. It's a, it's a, an incredible story as well. But look, guys, you, you, ha you just have to go get it. Go make it happen. Stop using the excuses of what everyone is telling you and just go make it happen. I don't really know what else to say to that. You know, there's certain things like edu educating yourself on, on different scenarios in business. Uh, so, you know, for instance, Google AdWords and SEO is a big thing. Everyone and their brother tells you you've got to have them. We spent a ton of money that, and on those things, and it didn't help us at all. So I did my own research and figured out my own ways to do marketing versus just taking someone's money and uh, believing what they say. Success is a journey. It doesn't happen overnight, and if it does, it usually doesn't last. If you want to build anything that's sustainable for a long term, then be okay with taking it you know, slowly, step by step by step. Yeah. That's that's uh, basically the gist of it. Obviously, there's much more that I could unpack here, but there's so many different avenues to go down to. I don't want to just end up here rambling. So my advice to anyone wanting to start a business is just do it. You start with filing an LLC or an S-Corp, whatever you want to, however you want to file it. You can get that online by Googling your secretary of state. You can get your EIN number for free on uh, that's the irs.gov forward slash EIN, uh, whatever that takes you to. You can get that for free. You can usually find out what kind of city or county license you need. If you're in the city, you may need a city. If you're in the county, you may need a county license. All the information you could possibly need is free out there. It's it's stuff doesn't, you know, you don't really have to um, go to college to learn business anymore. You can listen to people's stories who have built a business and, you know, things like that. You can Google this stuff and someone always knows how to get to that next level that, that can guide you. And so, and if I can be of any help, feel free to, you know, DM me or uh, I'll tell you everything I know. But um, yeah, well, that's going to do it for today. Guys, look, I really appreciate each and every one of you guys. You guys have uh, made this show fun this year. We are going on 31 episodes now with this episode, I guess. It's been an absolute pleasure serving you guys. Any questions you guys ever want me to ask on the show, uh, please let me know. Uh, you can DM me at Ephraim Glick on Instagram. Uh, that's usually where I hang out the most uh, if I am on social media. I appreciate what you guys have, have made this, all the love you have given us. I appreciate 
Cisco Carter, who helps with the show. He manages the Instagram pages. He helps me line up people. I'm pushing to have him on the show, maybe the first one for the new year. Cisco's an incredible guy. He he bends over backwards to help me with this show on his own dollar and his own will. And so, guys, this has been an absolute pleasure this year serving you. Uh, if there's ever anything I can help you out with, please let me know. And I'll do whatever I can to help. Have a happy uh, new year, a great Christmas, and the holiday season. Love you guys. Thanks again for tuning in to The Ultimate Shift. Look, I know life is crazy. Life gets busy. And we all kind of have an idea of where we want to go and where we want to end up. But there's so many things that come up in between. And my goal with this show is to grab one thing from every guest that we can apply to our lives that help get us closer to our end goal. You can follow me on Instagram at Ephraim Glick, Facebook at Ephraim Glick, Twitter at Glick Ephraim, or you can go to the website at EphraimGlick.com. See you next time.